0: Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Once more, I don't take it for granted, Zispindi, Murti Chabu, Bakham as leaders of the church. We thank God for you. We thank God for your great leadership. This church is a blessed church to have leaders like this. Give the Lord a big hand for your leaders. Yeah. I tell you, there's a spirit of vibrancy and life. There's an anointing and a power here. Well done to you, musicians, for singing, not only with great skill, but with great anointing as well. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. I never take it for granted. And uh, so glad to see the overflow. Shaba Yaba. Give the Lord a big hand, Bazalan. Outside. The tent. The tent is longer, and there's people outside who are watching us, Barcelona. So give the people in the overflow a big hand, Barcelona. (laughs) And all the visiting pastors who are here, we welcome you all, and Muruti will welcome you later, but I want to recognize you, and thank you for being here. The theme of the conference, this being the first night, tonight I really want to just lay certain foundations, and I believe the speakers who will come here after... We'll, we'll also add on that. You know, God always adds truth to our truth. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. So the theme is dreams are possible. And I want to speak under the subtitle. Uh, I've given my sermon two different titles. They're the same, but they're different. I don't know what to say, but they're two. So I've got two titles for my message. I don't know which one they'll give. The first one is charting your cause by God's dream in your heart. Charting your course by God's dream in your heart, or you can call it turning your God given dreams into reality. Turning your God given dreams into reality. Now, the, 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 the our main text that I want to use tonight and work from is the one that you know Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. All right. And I'm reading it from the Bible in basic English. It may read different to the one you have, but uh, it's more or less one and the same. And I'm reading Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. It reads as follows. And the Lord gave me an answer and said, put the vision in writing and make it clear on stones so that the reader May go quickly. For the vision is still for the fixed time. And it's moving quickly to the end. And it will not be false. Even if it is slow in coming. Tell your neighbor it won't be false. Won't be false. Tell your neighbor it won't be false. It won't be false. Even if it's slow in, it slow in coming. So there are six things that I'm going to talk about tonight. As we talk on the... Main theme, yalona, dreams are possible. Now we're using the word dream to refer to vision or goals or objectives. So I'll use the word dream to refer to all of those. I just want to get that out of the way, Santa okay? Whether it's a vision or a dream, when you talk about that dream, ewe lorang, loto, hautzuha, na uliwan, sa next. Not that kind of a dream, but the dream or or the vision that you have, the dream you have for your life. And there are six things, I believe, that will make sure that that God-given dream turns into reality. Six things that when you do, you'll chart your course. When I talk about charting your course is, you know, when aeroplanes fly, they have a path that is prescribed. They tell them, fly at this speed, fly at this altitude, fly in this direction. If you stay on course, you will get to your destination. Are you understanding what I'm saying here tonight? But if you go off course, you may have problems. So these six things are going to help you to get to your destination. They're going to help you for the dream to be fulfilled. There are many people who have visions. Many people who have dreams, but they never happen. This is why I'm feeling so emotional here tonight because I do know the journey of this church and many other sons and daughters who are here. And I'm glad I was there when this church was in a classroom with 20 people. I'm glad I was there speaking to a 24-year-old pastor who was an engineer who was working a secular job. And he was talking about going into ministry. And I had to tell him things that he will need to do. To get to the destination. Can I hear an amen? amen. And what we are seeing here is great. It will even be greater. What we are seeing here is good. It will even be gooder. Can I hear an amen? amen? The same for you tonight. It doesn't take special people to move on in life. You don't have to have been born in a special family. As much as education is important, but really it doesn't even take education to move on in life. As much as giftings and talent and charisma matter. But I found out it doesn't even take any special gifting. You may be an ordinary person that nobody thinks about. You may come from a struggling background and a family where things are falling apart. It is not where you come from that determines where you're going. It's about the truth of God that's in your heart. Can I hear a good amen in the house? Some of us, by the way, there are many people who told us we will fail. As I'll tell you the story as we go along. There are people who love to be prophets of your life, predictors of your destiny. There are people who like to size you up and add you up and come up with an answer. But I'm here to tell you tonight, you are a dreamer and your dream will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Come on, can I hear a good Kaya family church? Amen. Are you ready to write these six things? All right, here we go. Here we go. You better write them down because as you go along. Number one, the dreamer must exist. (laughs) You like my points, Baba (laughs) Number one, the dreamer must exist. That's number one. Number two, write your vision. Write your vision. Number three, and it came out in the song tonight, just like, about the song that you've composed. Number three, agree with God. It came up in the song tonight. Agree with God. Number four, I'm going to enjoy this one. Be Creative. Be creative. Number five, commit to a specific challenging plan. Commit to a specific challenging plan. And number six, walk in the dream. So let's unpack those comrades. What is number one? Now when I talk about dreamer, I didn't say you must start dreaming here, yeah. little law right now. Number one, what's number one? What's number two? Look at your neighbor who's not saying anything and say, "Who?" <usurrectly> Look at your other neighbor and say, "Who?" <usurrectly> number three, what's number three? <usurrectly> number four, what's number four? <usurrectly> and what is number five? And number six. All right. Number one. Let's talk about number one. The dreamer must exist. So, here's number one. Identify yourself as a dreamer. You are a dreamer. You are a visionary. You are not someone who doesn't have a dream. Tell your neighbor, you are sitting next to a dreamer tonight. Yeah. You are the somebody who's going to. See their dream come to pass. Yeah. You are the somebody who's going to have a great spiritual life. You are the somebody who's going to have a mega church. You are the somebody who's going to have a growing business. Some of you are missing your chance. Oh. You are the somebody who's going to be the first graduate at your home. You are the somebody who's going to go further than all your family members. Can I hear an amen? You are the somebody who's going to have a great family. Can I hear an amen? When I became pastor of the church, I told people, I said, we're going to build a church here in Soweto. From the money of the Soweto people. I'm not going to go overseas and beg. I'm not going to go there with my jacket that's bigger than me. And shoes that have holes in them. I'm not going to even going to white people. We the people. Comrades, we the people. We the people. We will build. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to them, I told them, I said, they said, no, you can't do it. I said, well, I can't do it, but God's on my side. And greater is He that is in me than He that's in the world. I know I can't do it, but I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? You are the dreamer. If anyone is going to move forward, you are the one. If anyone is going to succeed, you are the one. If anyone is going to go against all the odds, you are the one. If anyone is going to be at the top, you are the one. I, I Identify yourself. Tell your neighbor, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. Say it again, I'm a dreamer. dreamer. Pastor you need to have big God dreams. Big God dream. Have those dreams. The Bible tells us in Psalms 37 verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. See that's why when you start fellowshipping with God. And and reading God's word. And and coming to church. and, And getting your life in the hands of God. Something begins to happen on the inside of you. Yeah, You start wanting your life to be different. You start wanting your life to go to a higher level. You want to live a holy life. You want to pray longer. You want to pray more. You want to read the Bible more. You want to pass at school. You know, you want to look after your family. Something begins to happen on the inside of you. Why? Because there is, when you come into the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Lord will birth a dream in your heart. I tell people the best thing you can ever do is to locate yourself in a church. Where when you sit in the church, there is something that happens in your spirit. There's going to be some chemical, spiritual chemical reaction that happens in your spirit. That when you, when you are sitting in church, something should be boiling in here to say, my life can go further. Ah. Ah. Delight yourself in the Lord. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, now faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Somebody say hope for. Say it again. Hopeful. You see, you got to have hope for your faith to work. There are many people whose hope has died. They're neutral. When you look at them, there's no light in their eyes. I think I told you once, and, and I'll tell you again. <laughs> I won't repeat the thing, but I'll tell you again. When I, when I went to Mozambique years ago, just after they had gone through war, civil war, I couldn't believe what I saw in Mozambique. I just couldn't believe. When you walked around and you looked at elderly people, there was no life in their eyes. You know, your eyes tell us a lot about you. Look at your neighbor's eyes and say, I like your eyes. You know, your eyes are... The, yeah. You know, when, when, when you listen to people who are talking about something they want to do, their eyes light up. Very often when people talk about a dream they have, you see their eyes, you see life coming into their eyes. But, but, but when hope is deferred, when people have been disappointed by life, I've even seen when people are very ill, when they start giving up on living, when you're with them and you look into their eyes, you can see even when you look into their eyes, there's no life in their eyes. There's no light in their eyes. Can I hear an amen, Bazalan? You've got to have hope. And the thing that God does is that when you come to this place, no hope, no life, the first thing God gives you is hope. Yes. Even if you don't know how you're going to come out, you may not have all the answers. It's okay. As long as you have hope. Yes. You've got to start with believing that you can come out of whatever it is. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I believe one day is one day. Somebody say, one day is one day. One day, is one day. Yeah. Yeah, you may be here surrounded by all kinds of problems, all kinds of bad news, all kinds of things. Some of them may be generational. Some of them, you may have seen it in your mother, in your father, in your grandmother, in your great grandmother, all the way down many generations. But as you sit here, as you listen to God's word, something begins to happen on the inside of you. You start to think something, oh, can I hear an amen in the house? We had Pastor Benny Lachlin in the church. He said something, you know, and I, I didn't know this. I was trying to Google it. I couldn't find it, you know, and, uh, and he was saying, psychologists have proved that as, as, as I'm speaking now, there are two voices that you're hearing. Two voices. It's, it's my voice that you're hearing, which comes out at you at a rate of about, almost 300 words per minute but there's another voice that you're hearing is the voice of your preconditioned mind whatever you were told about you and that voice interacts with my voice but the voice that is called the inner voice is coming to you at a faster pace it's coming to you at the rate of 1800 words per minute yeah so, your, your, what they call your self talk or your inner talk, your inner conversation is much more stronger. So, that's why if you have been programmed towards negativity and you have been told all your life from Ulumunya that you are never amount to anything, and your uncle was telling you Umubi, and your mom was telling you Uruman Lebe, and your, your, your community members, come on now, let's talk now. Come on now, let's talk. And when you failed, they took your report and showed everybody how they called you in front of your friends. All those things that you were told begin to form an inward voice on the inside of you. So anytime somebody said you are good, even if they are telling you what is true, it's your inner voice that's telling you that's not true. But I'm thankful to God that the word of God is alive. The word of God is powerful. It is able to break asunder between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. I tell you, God's word is a surgical weapon that goes into the recesses of your soul. And it begins to move and take away every negativity that you are hearing. Can I hear an amen in the house? Oh, can I hear an amen in the house? when we hear God's word, in spite of what your uncle said, you start dreaming again. In spite of what your mother said, you start dreaming again. In spite of the fact that you failed at school, you start dreaming again. Somebody say, dream again! Yeah. Start dreaming again. When I was listening to Pastor Benny, I thought, my goodness, we don't realize the power of God's word. Yeah. That's able to pick up somebody. Who comes from a background where people were locked in a vicious cycle of failure, oh, a vicious cycle of addiction, hmm? and God's word, you know, kikiratako koko kikiratako koko koko si bukan kuana bakal ncolamu di mo kase mnyulani, kagak ncolamu di mo law mnyulalun tadinto, yeah. God's word is able to lift you up. So when you hear God's word, hope comes. Oh, you may not have all the answers, matter you have hope. You may not know how long, matter you have hope. We've got to start with hope. You've got to start thinking differently. No, there's no need. There's no need that I should be abuser. There's no need that I should walk away from things like my family. Hope has begun to come. Tell somebody I'm a dreamer. Tell somebody I'm a dreamer. The dreamer must exist. That's number one. See, when the Holy Spirit brings the word in your heart, that word will give birth to new things. Listen what the angel says to Mary. The angel speaks words to Mary and says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. See, as I'm preaching, the Holy Spirit is coming upon you. It says, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. See, when you sit under the Word of God, God makes you pregnant with vision. I, because as the word goes, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and the Holy Spirit overshadows you and you start dreaming. Tell somebody, I'm a dreamer. I am dreamer. Tell the other person, I'm a dreamer. I am dreamer. Tell another person, I'm a dreamer. I am dreamer. Can I hear an amen in the house? Can I hear an amen in the house? Number two, after you have conceived vision, After you know what your dream is, number two, write it down. Write it down. Have a book where you write your vision down. And don't make it complex. Write it in a simple way, but in a specific way. I have a vision that by the grace of God in my lifetime... God will help me in Grace Bible Church to plant a thousand churches. That's my vision. I have a sense it's going to be far more than that. But that's a vision I have. One thousand. Now We are now on 36. And I think from, then, from next week will be 38 to 30 30-something. 30, oh, we're on 38 now. We are turning 38 in two weeks' time. Shaba yabba. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But it's a vision. Now I know some of you. The way in Chebila in oh, <laughs> we are poopamange. We are writing your poop. That's that's what they told me when I said we're going to build a church. We are poopamange. We are writing our poop. And this poopology is helping me all the time. Can I hear an amen in the house? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Write your vision down. and be specific. put it in concrete terms. Okay, get metric. Degree in, in so many years. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. Now, note this is important. When you write down your vision, it helps you to flag your future. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to speak to that. If you write down your vision, it helps you to flag your future. In other words, writing helps you to form patterns. That will take you to your future and it will help you in which way, Mamela, when you've written down your vision, number one, it helps you when you pray, you know in which direction to pray. Yeah. You see, you up, you know there's people whose prayers are not directed yeah. Yeah. So you know you know see, w- w- when you have a vision, see vision. When you write it down, it helps you to monitor your life and to be very purpose-driven with what you do with your life. One, what you do with your prayers. You pray in line with your vision. I'm praying for a thousand churches. You know, there's different kinds of prayers. I'm not talking about when I'm fellowshipping with God, but when I'm really talking to God about my future, I'm talking about a thousand churches. And because I'm talking about a thousand churches, everywhere I'm going, I'm looking for the churches that are on sale. And because I'm thinking about a thousand churches, everybody I see is a potential pastor. <laughs> but you see, that started happening when I flagged my future. You see, so it helps you in your praying. When you flag your future, it helps you to conform to your dream. You know what? Some of you young people may not know this. It doesn't take long to get old. I tell you, some of us you only discover who so 50 left 50. Hey, when did that happen? You know, when you are young, you, you think you have forever. Because it doesn't take long, Bazalana, to be 50. It doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. I, I look at some of the people that we used to sing happy birthday. These days are too they don't want to face the fact that they're getting old they don't want to mention the age anymore. Look at your neighbor and say, I feel like they're talking about somebody whom you know very well. <laughs> so it helps you, Barcelona, to conform in terms of what you use your time for. So once you've your future, you realize, you see, th- there's a lot of things that once you say, I must do this in five years, only then do you realize, hey, now i selling out. But if, if you don't ever put time to it, and you are not specific about it, you think you have time. You know, when, when, I, when, I, when, when I was at school, you know, our teachers used to give us homework, particularly in higher primary school. And they would give you homework, particularly when you were going for long holidays. They give you this homework. And I can see some of you laughing because you're laughing out of revelation. You know what's coming. <laughs> so what happens? If you don't get to start on your homework, you don't realize who what they've given you involves so much work. So if you're like me, you always wait until the last day. And, and it's on the last day, the day before you go to school where you start with your homework. And then when you start only then, do you realize, oh, this project needs three weeks. And you've been on holiday for three weeks, but you never did anything over three weeks. See, if you don't start, you'll never know how long it takes. But it takes a long time to have a chest like this. I tell you, it takes a long time to have musicians like this. Because the process of building is a long, hard one. Filled with disappointment, pain, sorrow. Ah, sometimes you build and people, but they, they deliver what you have built. Yeah, the people deliver, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that we're starting churches, some people will train a pastor. Next thing, how much can I work at again? They do things they're not supposed to do. Now you must recall the pastor. Comrades, it's not nice to recall and to redeploy. So nice. But then you have to start from scratch. It takes longer. Everything takes longer than what you thought. And then because it takes longer, then you realize you don't have enough days in your life. I tell you. Some of you, you better get busy with your vision now. I'm telling you, you're not going to be young forever. Hmm? You're not going to be young and handsome forever. You're not going to be young and pretty forever. Hmm? You are busy playing around, thinking you have enough time. That's why I'm a firm propagator of people starting on their mission as young as possible. I tell you. I became a pastor at the age of 22. Yeah, I was 22 years old, Zaba Bamrut. And now at 56, I'm realizing I wish I could have started earlier, because there's still so much. There's a verse I read about Joshua, that verse I mo Joshua, Joshua, you are old. And there's still a lot of land that you haven't taken yet. I don't want that to be the story of my life. Where you get to a point where you want to do certain things. See, some of you don't understand the advantage of being young. See, now I'm not as young, but I'm still versatile. I can move, I can shout, I can scream, I can run around, I can do this, I can bend and get up. But there's a time when... And I'm going to need help. Yeah. So I'm doing what I'm doing now. Pushing myself to work as hard as I'm working. Because a day will come when I will not be as strong as I'm strong now. So if you postpone doing what God has called you to do, the the day you are ready, you'll find that your heart is ready, but your body doesn't cooperate anymore. Flag your dream. Flag it. When you flag your vision, it helps you also to watch the company you keep. You see, a vision will make you (laughs) to realize that I'm hanging around the wrong crowd. Because there are people who are not going to fail. I was laughing the other day, you know, we're driving in Tadam Konto. Very early in the morning, I was going to Limpop the other day. Very early in the morning. And we stopped in this, uh, we were taking a break near one of the garages there. And there's these young guys, it's early in the morning, you won't believe this, early in the morning. Early in the morning, early. And the guys is boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. <laughs> boom, <laughs> I'm looking at these guys and I'm, boom, boom, oh, come and I'm thinking Oh so early in the morning Batuba. Eh? they're blowing their eardrums out so early in the morning see they don't understand how that loud sound over time makes you deaf it makes you deaf you don't know that eh? it messes with your eardrum yeah so Batofitla AG where they won't hear but they don't know they're young you see? Okay, why little? I reckon let point here. Or you see them drinking, and 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 they don't understand. If like that, a like that, a womanizer like that, eyes are like that, they don't understand. If you the drugs at that stage, when you are young, when you are young, your body has enough resilience to shake it off where your body doesn't have what it takes. Yeah. And when they reach their 40s, where they're supposed to be at the peak of their lives, they'll have a dream in their heart, but their body, I'm telling you. No, they don't know that. They don't know that. They don't know that. See, when you reach 40s and 50s, that's when your dream becomes even more real. That's when God gives you even bigger assignments. Yeah, I could never say this about sons and daughters when I was 30. No, no, no. I can talk about sons and daughters because I've been preaching for 34 years now. Yeah, but you see, oh, 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 oh. If this body was not taken care of, I would never live to see this happen. So when people don't flag their future, you are careless with your time, you are careless with your body, you are careless with the company you keep, you are careless with what you read, you are careless with your words, you are careless with your, 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 your behavior, careless with everything. Why? Because you didn't flag your future? Yeah. Oh, my heart is so sad. When I go to Limpopo, I see a lot of young people. Yeah, we have the people from the Limpopo. Hey, you know, you know what I'm talking about, eh? Hey, bro, you know what I'm talking about, my dear? Ba 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 the, the young people like her. Not you. Like her. You know these young guys, they've qualified at school. Right? They've got good careers. They're earning good money. And you know lifestyle in Limpopo is very cheap. The food is plenty. Some places, even when you buy a site, it's very cheap. So they've got a lot of disposable income. You know what they do with it? Ah. Gee. They buy all these Golf GTI <laughs> and beamers, and you see them with these cars. But then you go there and you see the way they drink. There's one place, what's <laughs> this area yeah? called AFM? Great Taba region. The church I preach at, at, AFM, where I do a leadership conference. And there's a lodge where we stay. Next to it, we didn't know there's a tavern. Hey, The whole night. The whole night. And when you look through the window, you see these young ones? Pretty little things. Handsome boys. Pretty girls. Banwa. Hey! Drinking themselves into a stupor The whole night. And I'm thinking... I wonder these kids, but I understand the whole. How about figure 40? It will just be a shell, I'm telling you. But no about two, the drugs, they slip around. They do all kinds of things. Because, when child, see, because they don't have a dream, they don't have a purpose, they don't know how to direct their money. They use it for all kinds of things. And I'm watching, I'm seeing, these kids, they won't even reach our age. They won't. They'll be filled with all kinds of diseases. They are starting a vicious cycle that their parents were trying to take them out of. But that's because they didn't flag their dream. I hope you're not like that tonight. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, I'm a dreamer. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, I am flagging my dream. So write your vision down. Habakkuk two we've already read it. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. Let me read it to you in the message Bible. I'd like it. It says, and then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. It's a picture of somebody who has a billboard there. Even if they're running by, the way what's written, what's, is so short, precise, and in big bold letters, it doesn't take long for them to read, understand, and get inspired by what they see. So in other words, write your vision like that. Don't write too many things. Just write one line clearly stated. So that it can inspire you. Write your vision. Tell your neighbor, write your vision. Look at your other neighbor and say, why are you quiet? quiet? (laughs) Number three, agree with God. As much as we say, write your vision, make sure that it's a vision or a dream that comes from God. Why is it important? Because Psalms 127 verse 1, the first part tells us, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Make sure your vision comes from God. Now, and and I want to be clear about this, Basalian. There are things that God leaves it to you to decide what you want to do with them. All right? God's not going to tell you what car to drive. Okay? You know, I remember in one one of the Bible schools overseas, one guy came to, to, to church, to the Bible school, wearing a red suit, white shoes, pink tie. Yellow shirt. I'm telling you, it's a true story, <laughs> true story, true story. So, so, so the people asked him and said, "How munna? How so? No, no, the Lord told me <laughs> to wear like this. <laughs> All right. So when I say, you know, you you must you must know it control. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about. Your future. Your career. What do you want to give your life to? You must ask God. Don't just choose a career. I don't know why I'm standing this side. Don't just choose your career. Pray about it. Don't run for a career that has money. Don't put money first. Put purpose first. Hmm? So pray about it. God, what do you want me to do with my life? Jesus says in John 15, verse 5, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. Note what it says. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. Say, without me. Without me. Say it again. Jesus said, without me, said without me you, can do you can do nothing. Say it again. Without me, without me you can do nothing. Say it again. Jesus said, "Without me, Jesus said, without me you, can you can do." Say it again. Without me, without thank you. Me, you can do. You can do. Nothing. Nothing. No, he didn't say without me you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay, Barube, it's Let me try. Right. Jesus he didn't say without me you can't do anything. Yeah. He said, "Without me, you can do. Yeah, yeah. You can do." everything that you have done will be nothing. You can't do things without God. You can't build without God. You can't move your life without God. God will say that. Remember, that's how the Tower of Babel came. People built the Tower of Babel without God's help. They never asked for God's vision. They just did it on their own. So God says, without me, you can do. There's a lot of people who achieve things without God. (laughs) Many people who do things without God. But you see, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. It will not stand. If God's not involved in it, it will not have his glory. It will not have his blessing. So here we go. Your dream, therefore, must be in line with God's will for your life. Write that down. I once said this in a teaching. You cannot change through prayer and fasting what God has destined for you. You see, it's not us who tell God what we must do with our life. And you know, this is where my concern came, Basalon. When we started going into this a lot of this uncontrolled, unbridled uh, 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 motivational speaking I got very worried and I don't mind the Bible will motivate you, there's nothing wrong but I'm talking about this motivational speaking where people just make good quotes and we started making people believe that you can just dream anything, whatever you dream you can become so just dream it up just follow and undream and whatever, if you can see it you can do it, if you can imagine it, you can have it If you can think it, you can go for it. And people started thinking, so anything, whatever I want to become, if I want to become an apostle, just dream. Apostle, 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 apostle. No, no. In terms of your career, in terms of the direction of your life, you don't dictate to God what you become. You don't just dream it up. You pray about it. Find out what God wants you to do with your life. Listen what Ephesians two ten said. Look at your neighbour. Say, do you realise that? Do you realise that? Ephesians two ten. Note what it says. It says, "For we are His workmanship. We are His workmanship. We are God's handiwork." Are you understanding what I'm saying, Bazana? you understand what I'm saying, The people who make this television, this television didn't tell the maker what the maker must do. In fact, this television, it was decided by the maker what its role is, what its purpose is. What the intention is. And if this television wants to come to its full potential, it must go back to the man who made it. Yeah. You and me, we are God's handiwork. It's God who took us and who molded us. And when God molded you, he knew what he made you for. He knew what you wanted to do with your life. He knew why he gave you the character he gave you, the giftings he gave you, the personality he gave you. He knows why he gave you the temperament he gave you. He knows why you are going through all those experiences. He knows because he knows he is preparing you. He's making you a television set and not a pulpit. Yeah. But you can't just dream up and say, I want to be a pulpit, I want to be a pulpit, I want to be a pulpit, I want to be a pulpit. And then this television comes here and sits here as a pulpit. That's why so many people are a misfit. That's why people are so unhappy. You are not succeeding. You are failing because you are trying to be what God never made you in the first place. You are busy praying and binding the devil and doing spiritual warfare. You cannot change those things. The Bible says we were predestined. Predestined. The word pre means before destiny, talk about destiny your destiny was predetermined it was decided before you were born what you'll be that's what god tells jeremiah he says before you were born i knew you and he says and before you were born it's me who set you apart to be a prophet you don't become a prophet because you just, I desire to be a prophet i'm dreaming to be hey look at you never say trada man trada trada man. Yeah. But you see, many people don't realize that. You may not know right now. If you don't know, no problem. Keep serving, keep doing whatever. But as as you grow in God, more and more, God starts taking you into what you're really meant for. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when you find out what you were created for, get busy with that. When I talk about dreaming, why not say just dream up whatever? Find out God's will in your life. Let your dream, therefore, be one that comes from God. And let your dream, watch this, it must be realistic. There's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. Sometimes people come up with dreams that will never happen. And they call it supernatural. No, it's stupidity. It's not supernatural at all. There are things that can never happen. You can't have a visionary in the first year of your marriage. You're going to get 10 children within the first year. That is stupid. That's not going to happen. Doesn't matter how many times you fast. I don't know why I live in this church now. Yeah. Number four. What's number four? I can't hear you. What's number four? What's number four? Can they warm it up from me? What's number four? Be, be what? Be number. Your dream, just like you construct a building, it must be constructed architecturally. Why? Because vision unfolds. What do I mean by that? Just like when you are watching a movie, a movie starts somewhere and ends somewhere, right? And sometimes when you look at a movie, when it starts, there are certain things that happen where you feel sorry or somebody thinks do not work out well. And sometimes you think, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. But if you sit and watch the movie till the end, it has a better ending than what you thought. Vision is not like a snapshot. When you take a selfie, when you take a selfie, when you take a photo, what you're doing is You are capturing a moment of time, but you are freezing it. That's what a photo does. A photo takes life that happens and freezes it. So it gets stuck at a certain point. A video records an unfolding journey. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this now. This is important. So, because vision unfolds. Don't let the devil discourage you with certain moments in your life where you failed. Because he brings the picture of a snapshot of that time when you failed and he shows you the picture. But that's that's just what happened. It's not your destiny. Oh come on! Somebody give the Lord a hand here in the house. So, so remember, because vision unfolds, it means if things are not great today, they're not going to stay like that forever. No. It's just what happened in that time. If you fail this year, doesn't mean you're going to fail next year. No, 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 no! It's unfolding. So you've got to understand that your vision unfolds. Your vision is progressive. Therefore, because vision is progressive, you owe it to yourself to bring creativity into that. What do I mean by creativity? Let's read Luke 5, and I want to show you something that is really important. I've, I've spoken on this in the past, but I want to speak about it in this context. You'll understand it. Here's a man who is crippled, or he, is dis- he has a disability. Sorry. I've got to say it cor- correctly. He has a disability. He can't walk, all right? He's been lying on a stretcher for many, many years. His vision is to be healed. Like you, you have a vision. He wants to be healed. So what happens? He's heard about Jesus, right? He gets a dream. He hears, if you can go to Jesus, you can get healed. So he's flagging. Oh, come on, work with me. Work with me. So he's doing something. He's doing something. He's putting, he's putting resources to the vision. He's on the way. But when he gets to Jesus, that moment, he comes up with an obstacle. What happens? Well, he was hoping when he gets to where Jesus is, the, 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 the place where he got to, he'd be able to access Jesus easily. But Luke chapter 5 verse 18, it says, they brought a man in a bed which was taken with a palsy. That's Luke 5 18. So when they get there, the house is full. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? So when they get there, the what? The house is what? Now remember, remember, remember? It's just a snapshot. It's just, it's just what's happening at that time. It's just that moment. Like any moment that you go through where your vision experiences problems huh? and, and you come up with an obstacle, it's just a moment. But that verse says when they got there, watch this now, and they find the door blocked, the windows blocked, the place full, eerie, they sought means. Ah. They sought means. In other words, they looked for a way. If it was other people, they would have gone back and said, it's not working. Uh, 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 Freezing the moment. It's just a snapshot. It is just something you are going through. It's not your future. It's only what's happening at that time. They sought means. They sought means. They sought means. So what do they think? They say, all right, we can't go through the door. Door is blocked. We can't go through the window. Nobody wants to let us in. There's nobody, even if Babona, the way we are, nobody wants to give us time. Nobody wants to think about us because there are people who will get in the way of your dream. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Never assume that when you have a dream, people will get up. No. So what happened? They sought means. They sought means. So, when your dream experiences, a problem and an obstacle. Don't conclude at that point. It's just a snapshot. It's just a frozen moment. All dreams go through obstacles. So what happens? When your dream goes through obstacles, seek means find a way. If the door is blocked, if the windows are blocked, what did they do? They went up on the rooftop. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Sick means. Sick means. So be creative. You know, there are so many people, when their vision start experiencing problems, they give up on it. But no, no, there's, there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I've learned that in the ministry, you can still get what you want through another way. Many of us, our vision reaches a point where it stalls. Somebody say, it's a snapshot. It's a snapshot. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's just a snapshot. It's a snapshot. Some of you may be stuck at the snapshot tonight. And maybe the reason God led these leaders to have this theme, and the reason God brought you tonight is to show you seek means. Some of you, how about Hannah, first time you go for an interview with hana. Yeah. You apply, they reject your application. Yeah. Some of you guys, why? I this lady, Look at your neighbor and say, pursue. pursue. Yeah. Somebody say, pursue. pursue. Somebody say, pursue. Pursue. Somebody say Sick means. seek means. You have no time to feel sorry for yourself. You have no time to be babysitted. Yes. It's your vision that comes from God. Yes. It's a dream that God has put into your heart. Fight for it. Zalana. Fight for it. Yes. They bought a church. Fight for it. Huh? The people around. The people. The people. Then they complain or they are making noise. In an industrial place. Wow. I remember him phoning me and said, Papa, what will I do? These people. Oh. I said, oh, Welcome to the land of dreams. <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> but I mean, there's always a way. There's always an alternative way. There's always another way. There's always another path. There's always another plan. There's always another day. There's always another year. There's always another strategy. There's always another team. Seek means, seek means. Seek means. I've learned when we know something comes from God, I will never give up. I'm telling you. Look at your never and say, seek means. You got to be like a bulldog, Basalana. A bulldog, one say, somebody say, be like a bulldog. Hold on to your vision and don't give up. Hold on to God's dream and don't give up. Hold on to what God is telling you, don't give up. Hold on to it, don't give up. Sick means be creative. See, too many people. Small and a problem, they give up. Huh? If the lights are not there, you can get a generator. Yes. If generator is a candle, candle, I listen to your skate. Sick means if you don't have a car, you can't a bus. How fast is you see taxi? Somebody say, Sick me. Hey. Yeah. I tell you, be that woman, be that man who will never take no for an answer. Be that man who says, If I don't get it first time, I'll get it second time. If it's not second time, third time, somebody say, Sick me. Be creative. Yeah. I, I found out we have people who are too delicate. Too sentimental. They give up too soon. When opportunity is around the corner. I found out we have people who easily get convinced that it cannot be done. When they turn you down, I want a failure. I has a party. Listen what Jesus says. You haven't read it well in the book of Matthew. He said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and shall be opened. Seek and it shall be. It's not written properly. In the original Hebrew it says, ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. Jesus gives the example of that woman, that widow woman who went to the unjust judge. And asked for justice and came to this judge and kept on going and this church says you know what even if I don't care for people, even if I don't care for God, I don't fear men Mara. this woman is going to wear me out, you got to have that wear them out attitude get going until somebody say seek me amen. we give up too soon be creative, can I hear an amen, amen. give the Lord a big hand praise somebody Blind Bartimaeus standing by the side of the road. He can't see. He hears a noise. It's Jesus. This is my own version. Which the, the, Jesus? The, the Jesus who heals people. The same Jesus who makes the, he makes the deaf to hear. The same Jesus who makes people who can't walk. The same Jesus who has pity on those who are not well and, and, and he says, can you take me to him? But uh, No, he's not coming to you. Why pity? He's not coming to you. Oh, hectic. He's not coming to you. Now can you take me to him? i can not take me to him. Blind batameas Okay. I don't know where I'm going. I can't walk there. The crowd is too much. Mara, you know what? I'm going to seek means. Ah, I'm gonna seek means. Blind batameas thinks I may not have eyes to see. I may not have people who guide me. but I have a good voice. I can scream my lungs out. Jesus! 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 Jesus, have mercy. And when he does that, the very people say, shh. You're making noise. He's not coming to you. And note, Jesus doesn't respond the first time. Because God wants to see how determined are you to get it? How determined are you to go after it? Ah, but a, two, two, and the Bible says And he cried out even more ah, I was alone He said <coughs> Jesus And the Bible says Jesus stopped He didn't stop first time around he stopped when somebody sought means. Jesus stopped and said, Come pizza. And look at this hypocrite! but hey, hey, boy. he's stopping. He's calling you. He's calling you. Yeah, we all along. We were here. And then if they take him to Jesus, Jesus can see the man is blind. But Jesus still asks the question. Ah, God's not going to give it to you on a platter. God wants to see how determined you are to get it. Jesus still asks, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, master, that I may receive my sight. He said, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you whole. Somebody give the Lord a big hand. I see your faith rising up in Jesus' name. I see your faith taking you higher and higher and higher. I see your faith moving you more forward in Jesus' name. True faith doesn't shout once. True faith doesn't keep quiet when they tell it to keep quiet. True faith doesn't turn back on its dream. True faith goes after the dream like a bulldog. True faith becomes creative. True faith says if they can walk me there, I'll use my voice. True faith says if the door is blocked, if the window is blocked, I'll get up on the roof. I'm going to seek means. Somebody say seek means. Go to seek means. Too many people are not tough enough to want to see their dreams happen. We give up too soon. Got to be strong in here. Smile on the outside. Mara, be a soldier in here. Be nice, Mara. Be tough. Be good, but be resilient. Be good, but be strong. Go after your dream. Somebody say hallelujah. Let's go to number five. Number five, we need to stop. We need to close now. Number five, commit. a specific challenging plan as God leads you. What I'm saying is this. Vision demands a plan. Therefore, spend time in the presence of God to hear the steps that God wants you to take. When, when When you have that dream, spend time in the presence of God to hear the steps that God wants you to take Psalms 37 verse 23 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way now note verse 34 though he fall, this verse already tells us even if you are following God you will experience problems oh come on somebody the the snapshot Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Yeah. Why? For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I see the Lord upholding you with his hand. Yeah. The steps of a good man are directed. Yeah. Fill your dream. Marinated, saturated, incubated in prayer. I tell you, spend time. I tell you, I'm praying about these thousand churches. Oh, Jesus, I'm praying. Tomorrow, I'm meeting with our pastors the whole day. There's several things God spoke to me, what we need to do. Praying. Because God will give you the steps. God will give you the strategy. Sometimes it's not words. Sometimes God just connects you with one person. Why are you friend? Sometimes you make one decision that opens ten doors. One decision. Sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time. By coincidence, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I see God doing that in your life. I said, I see God doing that in your life. Proverbs sixteen nine 9. In his heart, a man plans his course, but
1: the Lord
0: determines his steps. Yeah. Yeah. God is the one who gives us the steps. Yeah. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his step. So the plan is yours, but God directs his step. See, many people, they just plan, and after that, they just go after it without even involving God. Pray about it. It just takes one coincidence sometimes. One. One. I've just told you about the church. Just, just when you're praying, just something will, no, go back. Go back. But it's a sold. Something come out, no, go back. We go back, we offer 200,000. Hello. Hallelujah. And, and sometimes just one delay can cost you so much money. Sometimes moving prematurely one day can cause so much pain. So listen to God. Marinate your plans and your dream in prayer. Pray for it. I'm not saying you must listen for things see you. but just pray. And listen. And as you move, listen to God come. Mamela, sometimes there's a discomfort. Sometimes I'll okay, call sure. Sometimes something it will delay. Sometimes it will not now. Sometimes it's a so. Just follow. 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 One decision, Bazalan. One decision. One decision. I never will forget. Say several years ago I went to a conference where they they allocated speakers. And they called me to be one of the speakers' school workshop because, you know, I wasn't known. And they gave us different subjects to teach on, on vision, prayer. Hey! And I was the first one to respond, I'll talk about vision. Then they came back, they said, no, sorry, you can't talk about that one. I said, has anybody taken it? But no, but you can't talk about that one. Okay, I said, prayer, but no, you can't talk about that. How? Oh. And all the favorite ones there, no, you can't talk about that. <laughs> Then I said, why? They said, well, because there's this one that nobody wants to deal with. There was a topic that nobody wanted to teach. So, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you the truth. When I went to that conference, it was out in Malaysia. You know? When I went to that conference, my workshop was the emptiest. Everybody's workshop, but never tell Sometimes, you but you workshop the other workshop. I tell you. It's not nice. So here I am just sitting with a handful of people. But you see, that opportunity, that's awkward. That was the one door. The one chance. And because I know how God works. I prayed. I prepared well. I started teaching. And I tell you, people set up Fortunately, the workshops were going over two days, and they were going long. After the break, I saw there were more people in the workshop. And then the following day, there were so many people said, <laughs> ah! oh! That workshop, I got so many invitations to other parts of the world. Yeah. A small nyana neglectable corner workshop You see, some of you you want great things, but when you are given a small nyana opportunity, you don't see. You don't see. You know, you have not prepared. You are half hearted. Your body language is not nice. You are not happy. I don't like it. Who do you take me for? And you don't realize that's more than nothing. Because I found out the greatest things that God does, He doesn't do them in things that are bling bling. The greatest leader of the world who was going to change the history of the world was born in a stable. There was no CNN, there was no Al Jazeera, there was no ETV, there was was not even the who's who's of this world. He was right in a smelling stable, that's where Jesus was born, in a stable. But in that smelly stable, oh come on somebody, that's where history was being made. I was on Google today reading the story of Daddy Simon. Daddy William Simon, 1906, that God used in the Pentecostal revival. We are told now through research that there's almost more than, I think it's 150 million Pentecostals in the world. But the man who led that Pentecostal movement was an uneducated black guy whose parents were slaves and he worked in the fields. Garden boy. Uneducated garden boy. And when he wanted to enroll in in a Bible school, They wouldn't let him sit with the other students because he was black and they were white. And in that Bible school, they were praying for the move of the Holy Spirit and teaching about Pentecost. They wouldn't let him sit in class. So he sat outside and listened through the window. But even sitting there, outside listening through the window, God touched him. And he moved from that place and went over to LA, Azusa Street and rented an old dilapidated place in Kang a warehouse. And he started preaching. An uneducated man. The, the people started coming. Uh, when I read, they say that church ended up being a multiracial church. Black, white, yellow, everybody was there. Male, female, everybody was there. People came there to come and light up the fire of revival. And what God started in 1906, crossed borders, went over oceans, went to other countries, and a little, now you're a tall, more africamo, through an ordinary person, in a a warehouse. Some of you, you don't realize, your opportunity doesn't come well dressed up, it doesn't come well packaged. It comes rough, it comes smelly, but it comes from God, and I hope you realize your opportunity. I hope you realize the opportunity. When you read the move of God and study the move of God, most of the things that God has done, they never started in a glossy place. The man we talk about who walked in a double portion anointing, he wasn't found in a temple praying. He was found in the garden plowing. Elisha was plowing, full of sweat, burned by the sun. Smelling, less smelly could be. But that is in that vessel, that smelling, where the double portion anointing is going. Yeah. Some of you, you give up too quickly on your dreams. When there's no bling bling around, you don't see God anyway. Oh my goodness, God is there where there's no bling bling. Yeah. When people mock you and scoff you and they don't care about what you're doing. This is what they, i mean. churches like this. Started in a classroom. Whoever thought in a classroom there was a church like this? Whoever thought in 22 people in the class can the toilet But in that old nooging place with the block toilets, there were all these people here. There was all these powerful musicians here. Oh come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not here. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Listen, I'm talking about you. Right there in the mess you are in. Right there in the dilapidated place you are in. Right there. God is at work right where you are. Hallelujah. And in conclusion. Finally, number six. Walk in the dream. Walk in your dream with focus. Now, there are three forces that will help you that your dream should not be swept away. Three forces, and I'm closing with those three. Three things. When you have a dream, you've got to have these three things. And we find them all in 1 Corinthians thirteen, thirteen. It talks about knowledge will cease, and tongues will cease, and all of this will cease. But these three will remain. These three will remain. Faith, hope, and love. Let me show you how that works when it comes to your dream. Very important. Number one. When you have a dream, your dream is going to force you to walk by faith. I tell you, you have to believe God for your dream. You have to trust God for your dream. Yeah. You must intentionally walk by faith to see your dream become a reality. Every dream, Bazalon is going to stretch your faith. I tell you. I've never seen any dream that God gives you that has all the ingredients that you need. God gives you a dream and you don't have the money for it. God tells you like Sarah and Abraham, you're going to get a child, but you're too old. Every dream is going to need faith. Yeah. Learn to walk by faith. Walk by faith. Faith will give birth to your destiny. Yeah. I mean, I watch all of these men and women of God do, doing their stuff. I, I chuckle. <laughs> Taking these big projects, buying buildings, no money in the bank. But that's what it's about. Takes faith. Oh, yeah. Took faith for us to go to Orlando Stadium. Yo, Jesus. Faith. Got to learn to walk by faith. You got to learn to believe God for what you're doing. Learn the principles of faith. Faith involves you hearing God's word, believing God's word, applying God's word. Faith is seen by how you talk, what you say. It's heard in the words you speak. Faith involves how you think. Involve faith. Learn about faith. I don't have time to teach you on faith. But use faith. You're going to have to believe God. Faith will bring what money cannot bring. Faith will bring what connections cannot bring. That's why the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, seven, hope is a dream, but hope is, doesn't have substance. In other words, hope is something that you, you have it, but it's not reality. What makes that hope to be real is faith. Faith takes hope and brings it into manifestation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Walk by faith, man. Learn to walk by faith. And when you learn to walk by faith, you guard what you listen to. You guard what you say. You guard how you think. You guard what you surround yourself with. You check, you spend time in the world. You got to believe God. I tell you, I mean, right now we have so many buildings to build. So many. We need a lot of money. Even if you had to give me a billion rents, I think I can just use it up in one day and use all of it. That's, I've got so many buildings to build. Yeah. So I'm going to need a lot of money. You see, this is what people get mistaken. They think the more you grow, the more things become bigger, the lesser problems you have. Hey. The more you grow, the bigger your challenges grow with you. If my challenge when I started was a thousand rents, now my challenge has grown is millions of rents. Yeah. It doesn't get easier. <laughs> it doesn't get better. You see, people look at you and say, no, you've been in ministry 34 years. Oh, do you not know now what I have to be spending? Huh? A few weeks ago, we had to go, back. three months ago, we had to buy three, five churches. Five. Five. Cash. Five. Cash, Five. Five. You, you can put any number on those churches, whatever amount. But it's millions. Five. Only, only i like got 2000 Five. So you, so you think I have less problems. See that's what people think. They look at us and say, "Ah oh, no, oh yeah no minister, what what? Oh, my dear, my problems are multiplied a million times more than your problems. So, 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 so you, so you think it's going to, let me tell you, the more you, mamela, mamala, That's why you must learn these principles. Because if you don't learn them, it doesn't get better. It gets tougher. But listen to me. Faith is faith, whether you 1,000 or get 2 million. Faith is faith. So how we to you now? You will walk back. You got to walk back. You got to learn. You got to learn. Opposition. Hey. Yeah. Oh, they won't let us build in some other site. But they've gone to the highest whatever. Serious? So we haven't even taken occupation. You think you have problems? <laughs> so if I can smile with all these challenges, you better smile better. Come on. I tell him, you got to have faith. That's why we must go back, Bar- Baruti. Let's teach again on faith. Let's teach on faith in our churches. We, we, we haven't taught people this generation hates even faith. They don't know faith. They don't understand what faith is. I remember when I had to develop my faith for us to get 1,000 rents for It was tough. It was hard to believe God for a thousand rents. Oh it was hard. But you see, I'm glad I learned. Because how can I do that? I won. Ah. Ah. No, no, no. You get to a point where you can truly say, God is my source and not people. Yeah. Why? Why? I'm telling you, if you know how to put your trust in God. Oh, come on. Somebody! To do it, but remember, Basalana, the first thousand rents, that was the key. Yeah. Some of you, you don't want to use faith.. You don't want the tough route. you want the easy way. You want to be bailed out. You want to be helped out. Now there's nothing wrong in being helped out. Nothing wrong, but you've got to learn how to trust God. Even when you are helped out, you still want to pay back. And be assisted. But many people don't know. The second one. Is hope. Hope manages time. Between your dream. And the manifestation of your dream. It's hope. Hope manages time. In other words. Hope. Gives you the ability to. Helps you draw. And develop the ability to hold on. And hope should be embedded in God's word. If you have no hope, it's not going to work for you. You got to stay hopeful. Bazaline. Even when it's taking long, stay hopeful. Have faith, have hope. Yeah. Manage your self-talk. Manage your inward conversation. Stop all those negative conversations. Talk to them. Talk to you. Tula Moya. It's gonna come to pass. Two years ago, tula I'm made in the image of God. Tula Malume. I get it now. What Malume said years ago starts playing inside. Starts playing inside the room Faith to go Tula report tula going to be done by the hand of God. Yeah. But sometimes you've got to lock yourself in your room and talk to you. Even better if you can look at you in the mirror and say where now? You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Where now? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Where now? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. you to lock yourself in a room. God to discipline you and have hope. 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 Buzalana, learn not to worry. No, don't have a habit of worrying. Go to bed and sleep sound. If it wasn't solved today, so right. Tomorrow is still another day in your lala Oh, Jesus. Have hope. And finally, love. Let me show you, Buzalana. This is what most people don't realize. One of the things that will extinguish and kill your dream is when you become bitter, unforgiving, and revengeful. You see, Joseph, God gave him a dream. Joseph, you're going to rule over your parents. What happens? Because of his dream, and because of your dream, the Bible says, his brothers hated him. Yeah. There are people, by the way, now I already know, I want to do this, you dream, but I see whose hands are gone. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. There are people like that. They don't like you because, but unknown. You know, I, I grew up myself, it's different now, but when I grew up, I grew up not being liked. You know, I'm so used to being zingzonged. I'm telling you, from, 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 from sub A. It's not like, everywhere I went, people didn't like me at all, at all. People always wished bad for me. They, even my friends were not nice. I grew up being used to that. Benkala when I was young. As I grew up, I thought, okay, it's fine. Because mama mother said, that you're not like, it doesn't mean your life is not going to work. That people don't like you is not going to stop what God's going to do through your life. That's it. So, so after a while, I just made peace with it. Whether they like me or they don't like me, it's fine. But I decided, nah, I will not revenge. Yeah. See, the, see, the problem with some of you is that when people start mistreating you, you revenge. What you don't realize is unforgiveness and bitterness will kill your dream. And that's what Satan will do. He will raise people who will talk against your dream. Criticize your dream, and when your dream stalls, they will take a snapshot and remind you. And when one of your projects fails, so what happens? You start being angry with them, you start thinking about them every time. Love conquers all, love them anyhow. Love is not an emotion. Love is a decision. 1 Corinthians 13, love is kind. Love is patient. Love thinks no evil. Love doesn't hold grudges. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. You may not feel nice in here about them, but decide that you're not going to be nasty. Make a decision. Make a decision. If Joseph had been unforgiving about his brothers, he would have never seen the fulfillment of God's dream. Because when, once you get out of love and you walk in bitterness, you, 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 you nullify the power of God. God God's not going to... And let me be honest with you. Satan knows that. And that's why anytime in your dream, in your vision, there'll always be a Sanballat, there'll always be a Tobiah, there'll always be somebody who's not nice to you. Yeah. so look beyond them we are not fighting with flesh and blood they are not your enemy there are principalities and powers that are trying to get you into an arena that they can defeat you oh come on somebody in the house stay in the arena of faith stay in the arena of hope stay in the arena of the love of God and he will beat the devil every time Yeah. walk in love Walk in love. Throughout my life, I've met people who say all kinds of things. And when we've gone through crisis, that's when you realize that how many some people have been having issues. You see in their comments. These days they post it on social media. You get shocked. I was shocked sometimes. I was shocked early this year to see some of the comments of the people. Some of them wrote me emails. Some of them came to me. I could see her how, Khantibatuba. You think people are with you? Yeah. You see people smiling. You think they're smiling because they like you. No, they don't. Ah. Look, you have no time to be unforgiving. You have no time to not walk in love. Walk in love. When Jesus was having communion, he knew about Judas Iscariot. He knew. He knew. We know, one of you, one of you, is going to betray me. But who, Lord, and the one only to Allah higher, has gotten into the dish together with my hand, and it was Judas's hand. He knew. Go and read it. Go and read it. When Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says Judas brought the soldiers. Go and read it. When Jesus saw Judas, he didn't even call him Judas. He called him friend. Jesus calls him friend. The one who's going to betray him. He calls him friend. Why? You got to call him friend. Because love counteracts hate. Call him friend. Call him friend even if you know he has your knife. his knife on your back. Call him friend. Call him friend. Call him friend even if you know he gossips about you. Call him friend. Call him friend even if you know he's planning for your demise. He's planning for your downfall. Call him friend. Why? Because the Bible doesn't say God has love. It says God is love. Then it says, whosoever walks in love, walks in God, and God walks in him. Love is the environment that invites God into your dream. Oh, decide to walk in love so that God can take that dream and make it a reality in your life. Decide to walk in love. Decide to speak well, decide to love, decide to forgive, let go of bitterness, let go of anything, show love all the time. I've learned that in the church because as a leader, all kinds of things happen. People leave the church, people say this, just recently I was talking to one someone in the church who had to make a decision that was very tough. They wanted to come and see me, now they come and see me and they accuse me. Tell me, now you made this decision. And I'm sitting there looking at them. And I'm thinking, you know, because I never even told people what they did. Because I walk in love. I never even told people. They come and accuse me, say all kinds of nasty things. And I look at them with eyes of love and eyes of compassion. Because there's something about love. There's something about compassion. Love and compassion is stronger than hate and bitterness and unforgiveness. You have no time to be beaten when I go higher. You have no time to be unforgiving. You're going to kill your dream. You're going to kill what God wants to do through you. You have no time to be holding anything. Any grudge. You have no time for that. Put it into the, uh, the arena of God. And God will see you through. I said, God will see you through. I see your dream coming to pass. I said, I see your dream coming to pass. Raise your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in other tongues. I see your dream coming to pass. I see your dream coming to pass.